This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, great to have you with us here on this Monday of Thanksgiving week. And I hope that you'll call us and join the conversation. We've had a bunch of new callers lately and I hope that trends can I hope that trend continues, I should say. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And whatever is on your mind, as always, we want to hear from you. Call up and express yourself. And the Apple Cup lives on. That's good news. Continue that cross-state rivalry. Uh, rivalry. <laughs> What's wrong with my mouth today? But uh, that's okay. We'll have you do all the talking. Here on KGMI Connect. Once again, our phone number 360-676-5464. I want to dive right in. Our friend John in Ferndale is ready to get us rolling for this week. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. How was your weekend? It was it was good. It was a very good weekend. Yeah. Kind of relaxing, uh... didn't do a whole lot, you know. But... Mm-hmm. How about you? So uh, you have no excuse then for, for not seeing that awesome music documentary on YouTube, The Wrecking Crew, with no. Frank Sinatra. I mean, you know, uh, uh, just like every major artist, the Beach Boys, uh, just all these bands, like, oh, that is crazy. You know, they how they perfected their, their, their song with their songs with these, these amazing musicians. But no, you know, you just, you just probably just play the trombone by yourself. Yeah, you know, you yeah, don't want to be right. part of a. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I don't always control the television. I, you know, I, my daughter does. Uh, she'll take it over, and we watch shows together. So, it, it's a God, it's a bonding thing. So we're, uh, you know, we're actually I I have to admit we're back watching uh, Harry Potter and going through the the series of those movies. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. Good. I, it's entertaining stuff. Oh, my brother just loves Harry Potter and all that stuff. And it's funny because he'll be watching something in one room and I'm watching in another room and I'm texting him, you know, um, comments about the show or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, um, I, I'm looking forward to the debates uh, where where Dave Riker can explain himself, right? He's a curious guy. I give him a lot of respect for his, for his work, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, law enforcement helping to catch the Green River Killer and all that. But when Trump was on the bus with Billy Bush, and he made, he made the, the comments about grabbing the you-know-whats, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh, Dave Reichert said he should be arrested. Hmm. Okay. Now, he's a lawman, and it's like, okay, so, you know, it, it was off-color. Uh, you know, lots of reasons I wouldn't vote for Trump. Maybe some people took that, but you, you can't be arrested for talking about being a jerk because maybe you're lying maybe you're exaggerating maybe it's what what do they call it locker room talk right i just thought that was really interesting like you you would want to arrest donald trump because he said something anyway so but he walked that back of course because trump won the election now i'm interested to see what he thinks about january 6th okay he's a lawman and there were there were you know uh police officers that were beaten and had bear spray. I mean, they was the fight of their lives in that tunnel where that one officer was caught in, in the door screaming for his life as, as the crowd is crushing him without mercy. But it was just an average day of tourists, as some Republican congressmen want to say. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Dennis Prager had a really interesting thing, you know, that point I brought up about Elon Musk Making uh, making this claim about Jewish people, Dennis Prager is Jewish. Uh-huh. Elon Musk, may, uh, uh, you know, seconding this tweet from some rando mm-hmm. about oh, Jews are you know it's the the great re- replacement theory. Glenn Beck is pushing it, and oh, here comes Charlie Kirk to defend it. Here comes Candace Owens, in, in, um, and, and Dennis Prager. Got to defend Elon no matter what. Elon's the best. That site has turned into a Nazi cesspool, X, which used to be Twitter. I mean, the, the way he runs that business, right, where 
doesn't pay rent on on buildings for for you know uh, just like months on on end. You never hear yeah. about the resolutions making people sleep at the job with insufficient like fire code stuff and just just he just anyway. Okay. Um, he's 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 running that company into the ground as well as Tesla, and uh, I just yeah I I think he is a dangerous psychopath, Joe. You know, not yeah. only did he go on Joe Rogan and smoke dope. Right, marijuana. I should say, because dope can mean so many things. Okay, right. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, but uh, he, he 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 also takes a drug called ketamine, which is like an animal tranquilizer. Oh, but don't worry, Joe. He only microdoses it. And I wonder what the shareholders think about all this. Well, this crazy that, guy well, who's well, who's promoting them. who's I promoting mean, anti-Semitism. It just it's very troubling. Well, um, I, know, I would, Mr. I would Mr. agree. Mr. Musk. I, I, I don't know that. I mean, and Elon Musk, he's a businessman. He's uh, some, some a person that some idolize and a person that others um, obviously dislike, as John does. But uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I guess we we can debate the things he says. I personally figure that well, he's he's wealthy. He's going to get the. Uh, attention of the media they'll relate what he says about this and that i don't know that he's driving tesla into the ground but uh uh twitter that that's been kind of a pretty much a losing proposition but uh all right thanks john we got us rolling here with kind of a kind of a mishmash of stuff uh but um you know dave reichert was out of office by the time january 6th rolled around we just want to make on that, let's go to uh, well, Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Is that me, Joe? I'm in Seattle. Oh, in Seattle. Yeah, sorry about that. I can I, I have trouble keeping track of where you're where you're stationed each each day. But, yes. Sorry. Right, go ahead, Jim. Well, anyway, I was listening to John from Ferndale, and uh, I've been reading, watching vid- videos, whatnot, TV. Uh, it, one of the things I came upon just recently was in response to John, or actually in uh, agreement of John, for the most part, except it stated that um, all these wealthy people, particularly billionaires, they're always willing to take a loss on media companies, you know, tech companies or whatever, that all these uh, social media and uh, TV stations and whatnot, because, you know, it's for propaganda purposes. They put their it's good business for them, actually, because they control the debate, which, uh, you know, is one of the serious problems we have right now is you can't get a fair debate without all sides. And I keep pointing this out, uh, you know, counterpunch, disavoice. Who, who are they? Who are they? Well, they should be known because they have a different viewpoint. It's to the left of all these corporate interests, which are corporations, not just media companies. And, you know, corporations are in for the profit motive. And now they're if things are getting bad enough, I think um, more people will start to listen. And I, I do go out to uh, talk about, um, you know, the Democrats on these cable news, they never reach out to the 100 million or so that don't vote, that are mostly poor, maybe some middle class that's declining. And so I think that has to happen, too. And uh, other than that, I, you know, I could comment on other things. But like I say, I think I'll shorten it up a little, you know, if you want me to uh, stay on. I will. I'll just listen to you. And, uh, those well, are my comments for the day. Yeah. I, I don't know that, um, companies are, or billionaires are so, uh, interested in losing money. I mean, uh, on, on media companies. I mean, I, I suspect that Elon Musk wishes he weren't losing billions on uh, his deal to buy Twitter. But I mean, that's a forum, a platform that you could get on. You could spout all kinds of communist stuff. And, yes, but I, they I'm, kicked off Jeffrey St. Clair from Counterpunch. The Counterpunch oh, they kicked off because oh, oh. they're much more, you know, Elon Musk has been called a fascist. He probably is. But the point I want to reiterate that you're challenging is that he can be more than willing to lose lots of money on it. It's because his propaganda maintains the effectiveness of the profit system, which is killing all of us and the planet. And so... That's cause for being more. I, I urge people to stay involved, use encryption if you think you need to, because, uh, well, you know, we need to at least try to keep trying instead of just giving yeah, up because they I, don't care. They're not going to care if you give up. They'll, they're happy when you give up. Well, what's your, what's your answer to that? I mean, a billionaire who's, who's made, uh, by and large, made their 
their their billions uh, through this capitalist system, they're going to yes. support that system. They're not going to they're not going to work to undermine it. I mean, but, but you, what's you your can't, answer? You I can't mean, come up with a solution until you know the problem, and that's what I'm trying to do. And right. that uh, what was that article I read to you from Counterpunch? It was like uh, talk to your neighbor, uh, feel better, save humanity. So get on and, and, and don't give up because that people want you to give up. And that doesn't mean you're going to win every fight, but you're certainly going to lose every if you, if you don't really at least spread the knowledge of what, what is really going on because it's, well, it's very obvious, obvious you skated or whatever it is. Okay. So anyway, thanks right, for letting Jim. me on, Joe. I appreciate it a lot. You bet, Jim. Let's go to Michael and Linden. Hi, Michael. Hey, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well. You know, I had actually lost my phone last week, and I was unable to call in and respond to John. We missed you. And it has actually troubled me for days, Joe. I have been waiting to talk about this for a while. Well, you found it, though. You found the phone. Absolutely, because your show is the number one talk show in the Pacific Northwest. And Uh, I hope you know that. Uh, Well, I, I appreciate that endorsement. Okay. Well, so what John was talking about last week is about Donald Trump, of course, again, mm-hmm. and how Trump doesn't want to follow the Constitution. Oh, Donald Trump just wants to rip up the Constitution. And then John started talking in favor of the illegal immigrants that are going to come into this country and vote Democrat. And I don't think that mm-hmm. John realizes or understands that DACA back in 2021 was ruled illegal and unconstitutional, which again happened just a few months ago in 2023. DACA was ruled unconstitutional by a federal judge. Because again, and you know, do you remember the cartoon back in the day where it was called the bill and he would go and he would explain how he was going to get into Congress and what would happen? Do you remember that by chance? Yeah, well, that was... Um, um... Uh, schoolhouse rocks was that? Yes, it was. Yes, it, it was. Okay. I would encourage John to watch a few reruns of the Schoolhouse Rock because how laws are made is they are passed by Congress. Congress only has the authority to pass laws. The executive branch is supposed to enforce the laws. However, Democrats like Obama. Joe Biden and John and Ferndale don't want to follow the laws that were passed by the people. They don't want what's so-called democracy is what they call it, right? Uh-huh. The democracy that Democrats follow, well, we can look to Cuba as an example, right? Well, Where you have free health care, free education, but you really just live in poverty for the rest of your life. That's the democracy that John and Ferndale and Democrats support. What Donald Trump did, John, and Joe, yeah. was follow the established laws that were passed by Congress. Are you Not trying to say, Trump now, Michael, are you trying to say that Donald Trump never issued an executive order? I think that uh, no, is not. He, he used Donald executive Trump orders just, just as freely. Constitutional executive order. Oh, okay. Okay, well, there are many okay. uh, different no, orders. Not, there are there I'll are laws that are well, but let me just say there are laws that are passed by lawmakers and and that are uh, ultimately found to be unconstitutional. So I absolutely there are. That's and why we have a judicial system. If we look at any historical record, what's that? Most of them come from Democrats. Oh. If we look at any historical record, okay. But All DACA right. has twice been ruled unconstitutional and illegal by a federal judge. The student loans that Biden tried to pass to get paid was ruled unconstitutional. So if John is really worried about the Constitution, why is he supporting the person that keeps violating the Constitution and threatens to pack the Supreme Court is my question. Well, now, there's not been a threat to pack the Supreme Court. I think that's an unfair statement. Well, and and then I'll make this argument with you, Michael. As far as packing the Supreme Court, wouldn't you say that is what Mitch McConnell has accomplished, really, with how he's run? And I'm not saying he did anything illegal or (laughs) outside of the the rules of the Senate, basically, but— you know, he he refused to hear Obama's uh, even allow a hearing or of Obama's nominee to the Supreme Court when there was a, clearly a vacancy for almost a year while Obama was still in office. 
and then immediately allowed the following president to install uh, to nominate and then have a vote on a, on that that uh, nominee and same and then didn't follow the those same rules when there was a vacancy on the court just weeks before an election the following time around. So I mean, if you want to talk about packing the court, I mean that's kind of a kind of a iffy iffy. You're you're on you're on wobbly ground there. I would say. Well, I'm just saying that was Joe Biden that was proposing to pack the court, and Democrats are also proposing legislation to allow illegal immigrants to vote. And the first thing that these people do when they cross our border is break the law, Joe. And, and, and register to, as a Democrat. Yes. <laughs> okay. and, and All right, Mike. That's the problem. Oh, that okay. is the problem, Joe. And I... everybody knows it. And everybody agreed with Rich and Ferndale last week. Now, and I do as now, well. When and people... I hope we get more callers that will let you know. Now, okay. But when people cross the border, I mean, the act of crossing the border is a misdemeanor unless you are doing something egregious like – you know, importing weapons or drugs or other type of contraband, but simply crossing a border is a misdemeanor. It's not a felony. And I'll, I'll give you that, that that's a breaking the law, but that once they're here, they immediately start breaking the law again. I, I don't think that's the case for the vast majority of immigrants. But anyway, we'll take a quick break. We got loads of folks on the line and we'll get to them and to you here in just a moment. 360-676-5464, whatever's on your mind. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC Electrical and Plumbing. We are grateful to have served you for over 50 years. As a thank you for choosing Barron, we're giving back through our Barron Furnace Fund this holiday season. Thanks to you, our team is thrilled to be able to give a furnace to three families in need of heat this winter. Here at Barron, we know the importance of keeping your home safe, warm, and comfortable. The Furnace Fund will provide proper heat for a family that would otherwise go without. So as the weather gets cold, help us eliminate one more worry for those in need by giving the warmth of a furnace. If you know a family that can benefit from this gift, we want to hear about it. Visit barronheating.com for details and to recommend a deserving family now through November 30th. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Ready to upgrade your comfort system? For a limited time, Barron is offering a free water heater with the purchase of a new heating and cooling system. Don't wait. Call Barron for details today. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. Did you know that 32,000 households in Whatcom County live below the poverty line? 70% of those low-income families face at least one civil legal problem each year. Law Advocates of Whatcom County steps in and helps families in crisis preserve their homes, shield themselves from domestic violence, tort fraudulent or predatory practices, and maintain employment, health care, and livelihood. Their services are essential for the most vulnerable community members. And you can help. Please help support Law Advocates of Whatcom County by going to lawadvocates.org slash donate. The Upside is brought to you by R.B. Wick and Bellingham Coin Shop. Stop by today for a free coin or antique evaluation. 1806 Cornwall, one block south of Bellingham High School or at bellinghamcoin.com. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Good to have you with us here on this Monday afternoon. Let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Uh, I often thought that Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter is probably the biggest case of buyer's remorse in American history. I think that was kind of a mistake. <laughs> you kind of got to think. I mean, it's, it's lost him billions of dollars, I, at least at this point, and doesn't look like there's he's in any kind of shape to uh, to recoup those losses. But um, It was a big mistake, I think. Now, I used to be somewhat of a fan of Elon Musk, but I think he's, he's sort of like a cowboy, makes a lot of decisions, the stereotype of a cowboy at least kind of brash like and the reason why I I liked him to some extent is I I have been following SpaceX which is one of his other entre, uh other businesses mm-hmm. and 
in some ways, you know, that's an example of how private enterprise can be innovative. But in a way, he's a little bit too egotistical, and I'm afraid he's going to run that into the ground too, but hopefully not. But they, um, he thinks, yeah, private enterprise, you know, does better than NASA. But I, I would point out that if it wasn't for the contracts he gets from NASA, he, it probably wouldn't get off the ground that well because it takes kind of both innovation from private enterprise but also some generous spending on the part of the government to do unique uh groundbreaking science yeah well i would agree with you there i mean without a customer space isn't going to start paying elon musk for you know come explore me (laughs) Yeah, so, and he's got to have a funding source of some sort that is going to uh, going to continue to fuel his enterprise. And and uh, I think I you know I'm from a kid from the, the space age. You know, watch grew up watching the the Apollo uh, missions take off, and it was you know must watch TV back then. And uh, it, and I always lamented that uh, those events got to be more and more routine and less and less. Uh, 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 stop and watch it every, you know, stop everything and watch it kind of a event. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he needs uh, somebody, there's got to be a market for it. And we're talking about private enterprise, especially, and who provides the market? Well, we as taxpayers through NASA do. And to a large extent, yeah. So if you, you know, over time, uh, the, the government can get the ball rolling, but like with the airlines, over time there might be private enterprise as time goes on. But mm-hmm. the government, both National Science Foundation and NASA do a – in fact, they're real popular agencies. They're some of the things that the government can spend money on that, that actually moves us forward compared to China and other countries, you know, because we're all in the – sort of competitive, even though ideally the whole world should be cooperating and exploring space and working on solar energy, which a lot of times going into space helps us develop solar. I'm not a big fan of the manned space program. I used to be, you know, when we went to the moon and all of that, but I think the, the, the best is is the best science, which sometimes comes from un unpersoned space travel. But of course, there's a big worry, too, with Elon Musk, and that is he's putting so many Internet satellites up there, and we get some good things from the coverage, but if you get thousands and thousands of satellites up there, a lot of astronomers are now worried that that our curiosity toward the universe and science may be damaged because we won't be able to see the night sky anymore as well, you know, with a big radio telescopes and stuff because there's so much space junk up there that's going to be blocking our view if we don't watch out. So (laughs) so I think the government and private enterprise need to figure out how to work together for the best moving forward of humankind, I guess. Well, and and, uh, I agree. Um, And and there are areas where private enterprise can develop and and they, they, they see the the opportunity there and they'll spend money up front to eventually make money because they see the, the potential to make big profits in a particular area. Like with Tesla, you know, um, you know, and Elon Musk saw that I had the, the vision uh, years ago to see that, Hey, electric vehicles are going to be a thing and we can uh, create the, the, uh, the technology to make them practical. And, He's doing gangbusters with that. But with space travel, it's a different game. Companies Uh, don't say, yeah. I mean, like you say, maybe eventually there will be space shuttles to a colony on the moon and there will be enough paying customers or uh, what have you to – or maybe there are – uh, you know, industrial enterprises. Maybe there are mines on the moon where they're finding elements yeah. that they can bring back to Earth to be used. And who knows what what the future holds? But somebody's got to do the basic research, and uh, sometimes private enterprise does that. But usually, it's better at applications and innovation after something gets going. But 
does take National Science Foundation, and sometimes there's no immediate profit visible in it. It's just basic research, but you never know. 20 years down the road, it's like, oh, they came up with something real valuable to society without even looking for it. It's kind of like law of unintended consequences, but that's sometimes how the best discoveries are made. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Robert. Yeah. All right. And, uh, you know, I mean, we talk about, you know, I, people, I'm, I'm not all for mandates, but when a government like, uh, or, gov- you know, state governments like California, Washington, and, and, and other states, you know, ally each other to uh, uh, put down mandates for, okay, at a, as of this date, you know, only electric vehicles will be allowed to be sold in this, in this state, and then they're huge car markets. Um, it's, uh, it's a motivation for car makers to say, well, let's find the technology so we can meet that. And, uh, regardless of where the mandate goes, if it stays or, or if it's loosened, but let's move toward that and, and creates a whole new market in itself, uh, whole new technology, uh, and, uh, or innovations. I mean, just with how, um, Pollution controls have become advanced, and efficiency of vehicles that we do drive with, you know, gas-powered and uh, diesel-powered vehicles. How their efficiency has improved just because uh, mandates on um, on lower emissions and uh, better gas mileage, that kind of thing. But I want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, three six zero six seven six five four six four. It's a Monday, and uh, whatever's on your mind, we'll talk about it. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866-733-5111 and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Dewey Griffin Subaru, Ferndale Downtown Association, Lydia Place, UA Local 26, and Lorraine's Window Coverings. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. My daughter, she's six years old now. Well, soon to be. She's 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 a go-getter, man. She has a she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses, candy business, and she loves it. Daddy, daddy, um, let's go to work. Let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy and let's collect my money because I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Beautiful. I love the little girl. I like her heart. She'll come in and she'll offer lunch to the employees, and then she'll come to me and be like, hey, Dad, need your credit card. <laughs> you know what? It's something that I would do myself, so I have no problem. Here's the credit card, honey. Go buy the, the sales guy some lunch, and that's what she does. She comes in here and she pretends she owns the place, and matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan. Part of the Cortez Auto Group. Get informed and inspired with Saturday Morning Live on KGMI. Join a group of knowledgeable hosts as they present a variety of guests and viewpoints on issues important to our area and to you and your family. Sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC at Linden Sheet Metal each Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Monday afternoon. Hope to hear from you. 
at our phone number, 360-676-5464, whatever's on your mind. And happy birthday, Joe Biden. He's a spry 81. And you have to admit, Donald Trump, not that far behind him. If we're worried about one guy's age, shouldn't we be worried about both of their ages? Or maybe we do we have to be worried about someone's age at all? And I know some say, oh, I, Joe Biden, I, he, I'm certain he's suffering some sort of dementia. But just because a person's old doesn't mean they're having dementia right? or are unable to function. One thing to disagree with somebody's, uh, somebody's uh, policies, but... Uh, yeah. There you have that. Um, I, I saw that some of these videos, and and I'm not excusing in any way, shape, or form what what Hamas has done, uh, as many are. Uh, I got people on social media that uh, you know post awful, awful pictures of, uh, and who knows where these pictures have come from, but uh, maimed children and that sort of thing. Uh, claiming that it's that that it's from this current war between Israel and Hamas, and uh, blaming Israel for the atrocities, and not mentioning the atrocities committed by Hamas and all that. But you have to say, like the videos that Israel's presented of the weapons that they discovered under the hospital, I it doesn't. I I mean, any any uh, you know. Uh, Militia member here in the United States with any any level of uh, pride at all, that's that's pretty slim pickings. They, they say, "Come on, I mean, you know, if you're going to have a, an arsenal of weapons, I mean, that you know, they militia militia members here in the United States put uh, Hamas to shame if that's what they got uh, stashed away in their uh, their command centers." But whatever's on your mind, as always, we want to hear from you. Let's go to John in Bellingham. Hi, John. Oh, good morning. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you doing? Good, John. Yeah. You want to talk age discrimination? Well, you mentioned how, uh, you know, the age of these uh, presidential candidates, the leaders, uh-huh. you know, on both sides. And, you know, I'll just say this because I'm in my mid-70s. Okay. And... <clears throat> No, I'm still alert and physically uh, active, so I'm very fortunate, you know, because the older we get, the more we realize that true wealth is health. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, but uh, I think there's a lot of things that Joe Biden could do to mitigate his exposure, but he doesn't do it. It's a personality quirk he has. Okay. I mean, in other words... um, he does have a stutter well, that you're on the hot seat if you're president. Yeah. Okay. Everything you think, do, and say, and even the stuff that they just imply that you think, do, and say, is going to be out there on the daily cycle. Mm-hmm. Because the media, it's just like these internet, inter, <clears throat> these internet uh, YouTube content channels where they they're always constantly looking for content. Right. Yeah. For sure, and they have to generate. They have to generate content. But I, I'll just say this: I have never. Um, <clears throat> now, fortunately for me, when I was young, I was always very courteous to older people. So I've never had a bias against, uh, an, uh, you know, a conscious bias against age. Uh huh. Just this in my own personal life. So that helps me as I get older. So when when I get, it's I've never run in, into anything as bad. You know, um, mm. as, as built in, and it's sort of it's it's like parallels the fact that we do kind of hang with our own age group. But the problem with that is, as we get older, our favorite ones die off. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I, I, you can't make new old friends. Really? Yep, you is can't it, do it. Is because people are just too set in their ways. They don't want to make friends. They they don't want. They're they're done with no, that. No. no, no, no. New old friends. Your old friends. In other words, you can't. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Like yeah, you, you can't backdate a friendship. Uh huh. I can't say. Oh, I've known you since seventy uh, five. Uh-huh. You can't say that. I've known but you I since eighty one. You could know each other through, you know, uh, 
common experiences, things, you know, I was at this con. Yeah, I was at, I saw that guy back in the day, or I, you remember when this happened? Yeah, yeah, I remember when that happened. We could kind of kind of connect, I guess. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You didn't experience it together. I think the, the one you see the most is has to do with uh, occupation, getting paid for your time or your skills. Mm-hmm. Because people that are in positions of um, responsibility in successful business operations, they tend to want people younger than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a net. I was the same way. I was the same way. I mean, when I was younger, I mean, I didn't discriminate against older people, but I didn't want to hang out with my prime time, my special meet prime time weekends time. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hang out with older people. I wanted to hang out with my crowd, my age. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. True. And so it's a natural um, construct. I honestly think <clears throat> that we need a younger guy, but the problem with that is you have to be... There's, there's a great thing with age. We've become very much more... Um, uh, calm and settled in our ways of thinking and doing things. Mm-hmm. You, you can't get them off. You can't bump them out of the, off their script. Right. Right. And they've been, been there, done that. They've experienced it. And, um, well, even like myself, I've come to a point in my career where I'm, I'm not so worried about the future and getting ahead and, and, you know, the, the competition side of going to work every day, you know, when you're younger, you're always thinking, well, I, you know, I need to get ahead. I need to, you know, I'm in constant competition with, with this person and this person or, or, uh, for this job. And, and it's, it is stressful and you kind of reach a certain point. It seems that that doesn't really matter anymore. I'm kind of, I'm where I'm at. I'm in a good place. I'm going to enjoy the time I'm here and. When it's time to say to hang it up, just say okay. I, you know, I've, I've done done yeah. all right. You know, I agree. I I, I think there are, it's about every twenty years, and your the progression of your life and, and uh, aging. About every twenty years, you enter a new chapter where a different aspect of life is uh, emphasized. Hmm. I mean, the yeah. first 20 is just to make it to 20. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> the second 20 is when you try to find responsible, uh, you start building your lifelong social circle. Yeah. And your partner and that, that. And then when you solve that to a certain degree, then you move to the attainment. Then, like at the end, you enter the enjoyment part. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And like you say, hopefully you're healthy enough to enjoy it. Well, I recommend bicycle riding. That's the one that's gotten me this far. Yeah, I like, I, I, I'm an avid bike rider too. It's a little harder yeah. in this weather, but uh, maybe Robert in Bellingham will give us some tips on how to stay a little bit drier and cleaner. Oh, yeah, he's a great mechanic, warmer. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I met Robert years ago when he, he used to have a little stand-up on uh, Vendor's Row at the Viking Union. Oh, really? Hmm. That's where he started out, and he had his little bike stand, you know, that he puts the bike on to operate on it. Oh, now this is, does he, is this a Robert who owns a shop? I was talking about Robert who calls the show on a regular basis and is an avid bike oh, rider. Oh, well, I was talking about Robert's bicycle repair. He's oh, okay. Long but he's real good with wheels. He spokes wheels, all that stuff. Nice, oh, okay. That's probably a different one on your show, but Robert, a lot of bicycles. Nice, Robert's bicycle repair. All right. Put the, put the, yeah, but I just want to say, you know, you can't really tell someone else when they're still functioning. I mean, I think Joe Biden's a functioning person. Uh huh. I mean, my sister was is a retired nurse, and she uses this phrase: "Age appropriate diminished capacity." Hmm. Okay. Describe, you know, in other words, you know, when you're seventy five, you can't run a hundred yard dash like you did when you were fifty. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, so we have to know our boundaries. Uh, yeah, man. And, yeah. Uh, right. Right. Hey, one right. little sidebar, if I could just for a couple minutes here, real quick. Go ahead. You know, the um, interesting stuff that has come out where they've been using modern technology to research the Shroud of Turin. Okay. Which is the alleged 
burial cloth of the Messiah. Right, right. Uh-huh. What they have discovered, and they call it photostrophic imprint okay. on the cloth of a of uh, of the of the actual sitting up on the prone position of the person who was under that cloth. Hmm. Okay. It's very interesting. The thing is, they've defined it from Jerusalem limestone in the dirt particles. Yeah. Embedded in the fabric. Okay. They found limestone. And, okay. Yeah. And the provenance, you know, where it came from, the history of it. Yeah. It appears that it came from the area uh, during the Crusades. Um, it was retrieved um, from the area right around. Uh, the upper Mesopotamia area where Abraham, right where the area where Abraham was born and raised before okay. he left and went to Canaan. All right. But I just wanted to put that out there. If you okay. just Google and just search in, there's been a couple of very dramatic um, research papers released. They're very academic too. They, these aren't okay. these are professional. Oh, oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, well, the shroud of Tur- Turin. Shroud of Turin. It, it does appear to be the original. Uh, okay. Well, all right. you have a good day, Joe. You too, John. Appreciate it. And uh, all right, we'll see. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever determine that for certain, but uh, I know there are many believers, that's for sure. Quick break. Back with more, including your calls, 360-676-5464. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving? I know one thing. I'm going to prepare the turkey. Oh, yeah? How are you going to do it? You ever use the blowtorch method? No. How does that work? See, here's what you do. You get yourself the blowtorch, and you get a turkey. And this is where things get complicated. Does it do a good job? It's so juicy. You just peel off all the blackened skin, and voila! How long's that take? Ah, about seven hours, depending on the size of your bird. Standing there with the blowtorch the whole time? Nah, I'll get the kids to help. But your kids are three and five. When it comes to preparing the Thanksgiving turkey, there's a new method every year. But one thing never changes. The joy of being with those you love. So this Thanksgiving, however you choose to prepare your turkey, get to the airport the traditional way, on Bel Air Airport or Shuttle. Avoid paying high fuel prices prices, parking, and the worst traffic of the year. Sit back, relax, and watch the frenzied world from inside Airporter's luxury motor coach. With enough round trips daily, you'll find the one that's just right for you. Visit airporter.com today. That's airporter.com. After providing in-depth information and analysis of our local real estate market for almost 25 years, Mike Kent has decided to step away from the microphone. But Radio Real Estate continues on KGMI. Join Windermere real estate experts Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen every Saturday at 10 a.m. beginning December 2nd. Brought to you by Windermere Real Estate on KGMI, AM 790, and 96.5 FM. KGMI invites you on an adventure to explore the Americana that is Boston and Cape Cod with me, Deanna Haraluk, on KGMI's Cape Cod and the Islands Tour, June 1st through the 7th with Bel Air Tours and Adventures. Discover the history of Boston, explore Cape Cod and Nantucket Island, enjoy a traditional New England lobster dinner and more. Be a part of the experience. Find out more. Check out the Cape Cod and the Islands Tour page on our website, KGMI.com, for more information about this once-in-a-lifetime experience in the shop it makes me sad it makes me uncomfortable to have to say yeah well it is a nice car love the color of the paint you know the seats feel great (laughs) kurt from angler brian from dr john's and dan from bellingham and burlington automotive you need ten thousand bucks worth of repairs join them on in the shop 9 to 10 a.m every saturday on kgmi news talk 790 96.5 fm in bellingham and kgmi.com With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, 90% of new car buyers want the tried-and-true AM-FM radio option. Gadgets are great, but when you're behind the wheel, you just want that local connection that you can't get from online apps. Local radio is dependable and free, with no subscription or cellular data required, and no fumbling with a separate device. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI, and how you want AM included in your next new car. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. 
Great to have you with us here on this Monday. Let's go right back to the phones. And uh, Keith, over at Sandy Point. Hi, Keith. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you. Yeah, I like your show. It's a great show. Well, thanks. Glad you could be part yeah. of it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, um, sometimes I'm, I'm an older gentleman, retired and what have you, but um, I, I'm a music connoisseur, so to speak. Uh-huh. Um, played music for a long time. Anyways. What did you play? I enjoy music. Uh, well, I played in about six bands, bass, guitar. Okay, nice. And, um, yeah, classic rock ma- mainly. Uh-huh. Little country before that, but, yeah, it was fine. It was great. Um, anyways, um, through music, I, I get some ideas, and uh, I learned a song today. I woke up at midnight, and this song was going through my head. It was called uh, Love Is All Around by the Trogs, 1967. Okay. So I got up out of bed, and I wrote my, wrote down all the lyrics and got my guitar out, and I pretty much got it pretty much down. This is a nice, easy, simple love song. But the one the one song that's been interesting, um, you know, our politicians, they just don't, they speak, but they don't listen. You know, they listen, but they don't hear. You know, yeah, same clown car, different driver. Oh, yeah, they're a bunch of leftist Marxists. I just, sometimes I wonder what's going on. And then um, I, I feel kind of bad that we've kind of ill-directed our young folk. You know, like TikTok is like crazy, crazy, crazy with young folk. Uh-huh. And I just wonder sometimes, but I guess um, I guess I'm late to the dance sometimes. But this song I heard that I think people would really enjoy, '65 Simon and Garfunkel, Sound of Silence." Okay, beautiful song, right? Yeah. But the rendition that I'm looking at is like old school, new school, '65, 2017, um, and three simple words. Conan, Disturbed, Sound of Silence. It's a live version on the Conan show um, right. a few years ago. By, and By Disturbed, yeah, the band. Have you heard it? Oh, yeah. It, it, it have, blows me away. Yeah, <laughs> so you've listened to it. Do you, you, can you appreciate it? I've, I've listened to it probably 113 times in the last two weeks. Yeah, and have you heard well, any I've other heard, Disturbed I've, songs? Um, well, um, something about stay strong with the disease or, um, down with the sickness. Yeah. Down, down with, with the, the sickness, sickness. was their it. first, first breakthrough hit, but, uh, yeah, they're a pretty heavy band, but, uh, yeah, I'll here they come with this, uh, rendition of sound of silence and, uh, that singer, blew, I, I don't know his name right offhand, but, uh, David Draymond, okay. David Draymond, he's a cantor, uh-huh. has no tattoos, respect with his, uh, his, Beliefs. Okay. Hmm. Um, he does have a couple of piercings that he takes out every time he goes to see his grandpa, out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, that man can sing, and he did a. He just sort of brought the song to real life, and they said, uh, "Paul Simon." It was like when he wrote it, it was like listen to the message, and then when David Raymond from Disturbed did it, it was like, I'm kind of upset that we didn't listen to the message. Uh-huh. And I just think people need to start listening more, and all right, you know, uh, that's that's my thoughts on that. All right, well, thanks, Keith, and uh, yep. yeah, I, I would encourage everyone to go check that out. You can find it easily on the, on the website or on the internet, rather. Uh, it's uh, once again disturbed in their version of "Sound of Silence," and uh, it's pretty pretty impressive. Uh, that. Uh, that and if you've heard any other, as I said, any other disturbed songs, the, the guy has has a pretty powerful voice, that's for sure. And he can go, wah, real easy. Uh, but uh, thanks, Keith. Let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, didn't get a chance really to clarify what I called about in the last minute of your show last week. Um, the uh, Washington State uh, Department of Education, all over the state, it's a it's, uh, Local here and local everywhere, I've talked to a few people about it. Um, this whole idea of asking uh, teens, I think it's something like 12 to 18, you know, like 6 through 12. Or I'm not exactly sure of the total parameters, but I know they're talking to teenagers about their sex lives. And this is, you know, they, they're asking them 
Uh, when did they first have sex? And which is a really loaded question that I don't think any young person should be asked for many reasons, because it could bring back some really bad memories, um, you know, some traumatic memories for that matter for some kids. And also uh, other kids might feel terribly embarrassed if they're virgins. And I don't think we should do that to kids. Um, and the other thing is, um, I mean, that's just a disgraceful thing to do, asking kids how they feel about various aspects of gender and sex. And this is just nonsense. And uh, Raul Garcia, who's a candidate for uh, United States Senator to Kate Maria Cantwell's seat um, in Yakima, he's a great doctor and really a great radio show guest, and a very moderate Republican, very rational guy. And his daughter is a 15-year-old, and she was just utterly astonished and refused to participate. And I've heard some local people also are refusing to participate. It's just bad. Well, and, uh, now, the, is this the, the uh, Healthy Youth Survey? Is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah, something like that. But, but, I mean, it's just well, wrong. Well, I it's mean, as should... wrong as could be. Okay, because I'm just looking on the state, uh, the, the superintendent of public instructions website. I haven't and, looked it up online. No, I mean this doesn't cover just sexual issues. I mean it's uh, I, and it it's got a list of uh, wide uh, the topics. Says the survey covers a wide variety of topics. Well, that may be uh, the truth. Abuse, know, I'm sure attendance, you're right about activities that. in clubs, alcohol, asthma, bullying, children. Yeah, that's all well uh, and good, but the questions it does ask, some of them are just wrong. Okay. And they should never inquire into those kind of behaviors. Okay. That's a family. That's another example. But you're assuming that all families are trying healthy. to take over family responsibilities. That okay. is a family issue only. But what you about know? families that aren't healthy or that don't communicate? that don't talk about well, these things. And maybe, that's still not the school's position. I mean, you know, okay. if you could find a counselor who was trained, but most counselors aren't trained to talk about those things. You know, they're trained to talk about academic goals and things like that, you know, in schools. And it's just um, utterly ridiculous. What I also wanted to mention was Lars had a guest uh, a little while ago, not this week, today, but I mean a few days ago, uh -huh. talking about the incredibly disgraceful situation in Oregon, which is leading us to have idiots on TikTok advocating for Osama bin Laden, one of the most evil terrorists of all time, killed 3,000, oh, nearly 3,000 Americans in 9-11, um, you know, saying, oh, well, we did it because we're being abused. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry we're out of time again, Michelle. Call me again tomorrow. We'll continue our conversation. I'm, yeah, no fan of Osama bin Laden. I don't think many of us are. We'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock.